her greatest fear is well she has two one that i i i come out as gay that she married a homosexual you know class she's really worried she like she seriously is. worried that she dated homosexual. like two guys before me that ended up gay so it's like a thing and i guess because i you know, because I openly admit to anybody who asks or doesn't that I would gladly dig up the bones of Gene Kelly and dry hump them till I wept. Who wouldn't? You know, right? Fucking, he's hot. It's Gene like, fucking Kelly, right? man. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. I know that everything's fine out in Las Vegas, like the weather's gorgeous out in Las Vegas right now, um, so oh yeah, good for you. And actually, it, yeah. all kidding aside, right now... Like end of March, April into early May is, I think, the best time to be in Las Vegas. It is the weather's perfect. You know, the 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 foliage is in bloom. It's awesome right now. So soak it up. Oh yeah, um, I'm loving it. But in Chicago, of course, you know, it could be 30 one day and then you know 78 the next. So anyway, today was 66 and bit of cloud cover, but it was a fucking gorgeous day and you know 66 degrees everybody's out and i went and took a walk today i walked over to wicker park and i walked around i sat for a bit and like checked some email and just like took in the the air and dude i gotta tell you and i this is the best part of the this time of year is like i'm gonna sound like a pervert here and i'm sorry and i love my wife we're happily married i do not have a wandering eye i have no interest in other women but i'm human and there were a lot of gorgeous women out today. Oh, yeah. And maybe not all of them are gorgeous. Maybe it's just because everyone's been covered up, you know, for so long that, like, now it's just like, ooh, and there's, like, leggings and yoga pants everywhere. And I I kid you not, I have not had this problem since maybe fourth or fifth grade. I got fucking wood in public. You were walking around looking at chicks and you got wood in like, how did you deal yeah, with it? Yeah, but not even looking. Like, did I was you just that, like... Did you do that funky walk where you have to kind of bend over so I, that nobody can see that I like, your rod is hard? Well, let's... I mean, let's... Just to clarify, like, I wasn't, like, sitting there gawking like a creep on the red line, like, Ugh. you know, I was just... It but, really like, sounds... The way you described it, it sounds that it sounds exactly like you were I mean, sitting on the red line, checking out chicks in their, in their skirts and boots. Yeah. And your dick got hard, and you and everybody... All, there isn't a woman that didn't see you that knew. They knew. That you I'm were, so I'm afraid of, but no, I, you I wasn't. Captain Creep. You I was Captain Creep. My eyes were open. I'm, I'm walking, like I'm literally walking through the park. Like I just, but still, I'm call it creep if you want. Fine, but it was 100% innocent creep. Uh, but yeah, so I had to like put my hand in my pocket and hold it down. You had to I, hold your dick down in your pocket. Yeah, man. There were girls in leggings everywhere. So I leggings. So I like ran home. And had to like bang one out in the in the bathroom real quick before I could come back to work. Cause sort of I, like Kevin Spacey in American Beauty. That's sad. I mean, leggings. I think are a problem. You like leggings. I'm not I do. really that big. At, I'm not. I do. The thing is, I, I 
I like le- I mean leggings are fine on women. I, I mean it's just a it's a thing. It's yoga pants, whatever it is. The thing that gets me going is is it is. It's the skirts and boots. High boots and a skirt, it, I just think it's sexy. When Dana wears that, it's just the fucking sexiest thing I ever saw in my life. Skirts and boots are good too. I yep. I like I skirts and boots. But the leggings thing isn't like, wow, look how sexy that is. It's never really that doesn't do much for me. Yeah. Um But you like it. Well, but yeah, so the leggings thing, it just it makes me it's it's problematic clearly and that's why i'm really happy that there was a mom at notre dame i don't know if you heard about this but the mom at notre dame the university of notre dame who uh oh she wrote the, she, wrote she wrote a letter op-ed. an op-ed yeah. yeah that she wants leggings banned or it wants students to stop wearing leggings at notre dame because it's too distracting for the boys and you know what she's right because I'm a grown married man, happily married, and I got a big boner because of girls in leggings, and I had to jerk it. I couldn't control well, myself, here, and it was the girl's the fault. Here's the thing, and I understand I understand exactly what she's saying, but the reason you uh, don't ban them... Okay, this is the thing. I've been arrested twice in my life. For wearing leggings? I get that. No, for public nudity. And the second <laughs> time I was arrested was at the University of Arkansas. And uh, there was a, sort of like a rash of on-campus late-night rape going on. Jesus, so, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was pretty dark. Yeah. And I think this was probably my junior year. And the uh, university decided that the way to handle this rash of on-campus rape was to inst it was th- what their rash, they said it was that, that the women were dressing too provocatively. Right. So there was... So there was this big call to have like a big referendum to, it was, it was a big fucking referendum to have a state school institute uniforms, uniforms across, across the board. So of course, multiple groups, student groups protested. Sure. Everybody protested this referendum. Well, my way of protesting, it was, I got like 10 of my band guys and we went out to the quad. The cool kids. um, well, no, the least cool kids, the, but we're the, we're the march. We're the fucking marching band. We were not the oh, cool kids. You're like one step above color guard. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just some sad shit. Yeah. But my thing is to wear nothing but tennis shoes. That our protest for against state school uniforms was to show up naked yep. and stand in solidarity, sort of like white. And then they weren't. We weren't all white, but naked. Dudes, sort of like adopting the stance of like uh, the Malcolm X, sure, you know, Islam, the Islam, you know, yeah, the Islam bodyguard, guys, you know, got, yeah, we're just gonna yep. stand there, yep. solid, nothing's gonna move us, we're gonna just gonna be naked, yep. So we go out there and we stand. I mean, we're very visible. Mm, well, yeah, and and so they call security, campus security, campus security shows up. There's about ten of us, about three of them split. They don't want to get in trouble with the campus security. Okay. So there's like seven of us. Then they call campus police. I was going to ask and if they, campus security was police. Okay, great. No, no. Good. They okay. Two different. Then they call so this campus escalates police. appropriately. So the gotcha. campus yeah. police show up and another like four leaves. So now there's like three of us left. <laughs> like 10 monkeys jumping out of bed. Then, One falls off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then they call the Fayetteville police. Okay. And when the Fayetteville police go, the other two guys split. And I was absolutely <laughs> not 
fucking budging. I was, I was, I was an activist in yeah. the best sense of the word. I wasn't to go. They literally had one guy had to grab my feet. The other guy grabbed me underneath my arms. They had to carry me to a squad car. I'm screaming, pigs, pigs, fascists the whole time. <laughs> They put me in a fucking jail cell and didn't even bother to give me like a blanket, nothing to cover myself. Well, that's and fair. Sp- you didn't want to be covered, so that's and I fair. spent yeah. the night. I spent the night in a jail cell, stark, stark naked. Ass naked. God, that's beautiful. Yeah, and yeah, and so when I hear a, while I understand <sighs> her argument that the leggings on Notre Dame are inciting these young men to be aroused. The thing is, that's not the problem. The problem isn't that the young men are aroused. The problem is that the young men have sort of been brainwashed into believing that their arousal entitles them to some sort of release. You know, and that release has to be a woman in leggings. No, no, no. Just like you, you saw the women in leggings. You didn't go rape somebody. Right. You didn't date rape somebody. You didn't like press your hard dick on some woman wearing leggings. You went, oh shit, covered up your boner, went home and jerked it. <laughs> yeah. And that is the appropriate response. And I think maybe you should call that mother and say, maybe you should teach your kids, your sons who are so distracted by these women yeah. that they should just go learn to jerk it off in their bathroom. I feel like it's important to say only for the sake of defending my manhood that <laughs> while while I was out walking through Wicker Park today and there were you know thousands of people out and there were uh, you know beautiful women everywhere and a lot of them were leggings and it's like yeah cool great nice legs nice ass great that was the extent of it I didn't actually go home and jerk it um, I'm gonna, I mean I'm, oh you when, didn't no I mean when we get off the, the call here I'm gonna go and think about it and you know and then jerk it but yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. I wasn't you, like uh, but it, so I was I was the streaming video in your head right right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's in the spank bank um, yeah. but here's here's the thing I think that that woman is um, that mother is is insane uh, the the headline of the story is quote from her think of the mothers of sons Notre Dame mom begs female students to stop wearing leggings sparking protests it's it's like I <laughs> yes there are problems where you know men will see a woman in leggings and she's and her ass looks great and he's like uh she's offering it to me i need to go get it and that is fucking wrong in every aspect of that thinking that is wrong of course but also shut up like let the people wear leggings and if it gets your son's horny okay that's kind of the point of wearing the clothes that we wear is to make just to look good for the opposite sex or the same whoever we want to attract this all goes to the heart of how I feel about climate, you know, the, the climate disaster that we're heading for, which you is think Mother Earth should about, wear more leggings. Well, no, we talked about this last week because that's every, hot. everybody. <laughs> see yeah, what yes. I, do you see what I did there? It was adorable. That was, that was good. Come on. That's like that's Come Al Gore on. funny. That's Al Gore funny. That wooden son of a bitch. That's hilarious. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, is is that everybody yeah. knows yeah. that we're headed to a precipice. I mean, even the yeah. most science denying assholes, they know we're fucked. Yeah. Our argument is not that it's there. The argument is what to do about it. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're at. And I think this is the thing. Yes, we have 
an entire, like several generations of men who have for however you want to put it basically have this this poisonous idea in their head that women are there to serve them that when they get horny when they see a beautiful woman that it is it is somehow i mean that's where this whole incel involuntary celibate yeah. is like they somehow deserve to have a woman do this and this is the thing the problem is not first of all the problem is not uh solved by covering up women the problem is not solved by shaming men for enjoying looking at women because right. those aren't the problems when men you walking in the park and looking at women in leggings and going god damn what a bunch of sexy broads that's not the problem no the and- problem is not the problem is the imbalance of entitlement where Women feel like they have to be afraid of men, yeah, and men feel like they deserve something from women, and that's the problem. And solving the problem is something that we have not quite figured out. We haven't figured out what the solution is, right? So I think we all recognize that it's a problem. Well, but, but here, here's what we've the other been thing: doing is just pointing out the problem over and over and over without offering any kind of substantive solutions. But I don't even I don't think that this particular story, this this particular Notre Dame mom. That it even goes that deep, I really don't. Because here's well, she's the thing. an idiot. Yeah. So here, here's the thing: is uh, do women wear clothes to attract men's attention? Low cut top skirt, whatever. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Do why, men? Why, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Do men wear clothes to attract who they want to attract? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, you think I still don't? Go, when I go buy a new pair of pants, I don't put them on and think. I look at my ass in the mirror and go, "Is Katie gonna like these on my ass?" Of course I do. Like I do. Want- you really do that? Because I've never thought that in my life. I mean, about Katie or anybody else. I absolutely do. I absolutely. No, when I try honestly, on clothes, my I- perspective on clothes is I'm. I, 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 in fact, it drives some people crazy. Used to drive my mom crazy. It drives. It actually doesn't drive Danny crazy because she just wants to get in and get the fuck out of there. She didn't want to shop. Yeah. Because especially for my shit, and I totally get that. So I almost. I don't. I'm. I'm, I'm I can't think of the last time I went in someplace and tried clothes on before purchasing it. Is it my size? Do I like them? Buy them. That's it. Oh. Do I care if my ass looks good in them? That's not a concern. Do I care if Dana's going to think I look sexy in them? Not a concern. Um, you know, I, I want to be. I want to look. I want to be comfortable. Right. And generally wear black. That's pretty much my no, fashion and, sense. And that shows. Uh, no, (laughs) but no, that's uh, no, but I mean, I absolutely do. Like I, and, and that's, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with peacocking for, you know, attention from the, whoever you're trying to attract. There's nothing wrong with that. But here, here's where the mother, this is the dumbest part of it. She says, uh, this this is a quote in the story. My son's no better than to ogle a woman's body. Certainly when I'm around, and hopefully also when I'm not. They didn't stare. This all took place at a mass at Notre Dame. So they didn't stare, and they didn't comment afterwards. But you couldn't help but see those blackly naked rear ends. I didn't want to see them, but they were unavoidable. How much more difficult for young guys to ignore them? So she's like projecting all this shit that her she Honor, thinks her. And shit. the thing is, this you shit. Get, you know what? This mom's a lesbian. That's what it is. She's hot for for the the no, college kids. No, That's what this it is. mom. This mom has read all about the Steubenville case. I mean, this woman has Ugh. read about. She's read about young men, yeah, specifically young white men, but it's black men too, um, and Latino men, men, men in general. Yeah, she's read enough stories about 
these guys having their lives destroyed because they could not help them. And I think that's horseshit. Uh, it's they horseshit. couldn't help themselves. I think it's that this Bullshit. woman's they husband... They totally help themselves. I think it's that this woman's husband is gay and hasn't touched her since their since their kids were born. You know, the three times that he, he came inside of her. And she doesn't know anything about sex or attraction because she's married to a, homose- a, closeted, homo- a, co- a closeted Catholic homosexual. See, I, that's don't what think I, think. That's a, I don't think that's a fair assessment. I think she's scared... Because she scared, doesn't know any better. And she's scared for her kids, and she doesn't know what to do about it. Well, it's and not so the girl's she, problem. Well, but that's the thing is, she doesn't know how to handle it, so she suggested a, a, a really stupid suggestion. And I have no question in my mind that the internet has told her how stupid yeah, she is. Yeah, and there's, like, like your issue. Which doesn't like, help like a happened, goddamn thing. No, like, what what, what happened at, at your school, you know, there's protests and everyone's like, it's legging day or whatever the fuck it is. So good for them. Yeah. But here's, like, a flip side to that. So, this is, you know, Notre Dame is a private Catholic, private Catholic university. Yes, it is. I worked for four years, and I'm going to leave the name out of it. Which was the same concern that one of the mothers had when the school decided to lengthen the girls' uniform skirts. What? So the girls' uniform skirts were like knee length, you know, like right at the yeah. or like mid kneecap or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, the super sexy. Yeah, super yeah. sexy. And, you know, obviously many of the girls would hem them up and figure out ways to make them shorter. Obviously. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah, kids that's do. Things. So they added an emblem to the to the the hem of the skirt so you couldn't hem it up but then then girls were still like they were doing something to the waist to make it so they were always trying to inch them up a bit more yeah so then they're like well screw it we're gonna make it the the length longer so we can just measure your you know measure it and if you're you're shorter than you need to be detention or whatever it was so the emblem issue caused a minor upset in the the kid community sure the shortening of this or the lengthening of the skirt upset the parents like you seriously like at least i could not believe the outrage from some of these parents and i was in a meeting with the president and the dean like all the the school leaders and yeah there were some parents in there and one of the moms said and i shit you not she said if we lengthen the girl's skirts how is my daughter supposed to get a boyfriend and i Honest to God, Don, it took I don't even know how to react to everything I had not yeah. to piss myself laughing at her. Because uh-huh. one, um, I don't know, maybe she should have more attractive calves. Okay, like if we're gonna go with the physical, yeah, like gonna, or have yeah. bigger boobs, maybe. Uh, okay, or but maybe no, but don't reality, go for a boyfriend. Maybe don't go about, for a boyfriend who only wants to look at your ass. Maybe actually wants to look in the eye and talk to you. Right, like and how about, look at your ass? Maybe have, like in all joke, all joking aside. Maybe focus on like maybe she should focus on her personality like that's a good thing, but also or just her career. Why or does her having school? a boyfriend matter so much to you? Like the weird sexualization that this woman was putting on her daughter as bait well, because she, for a husband. She she wanted her husband. Yeah. She wanted her daughter to be married off so she didn't have a millennial fucking living in her goddamn basement until she was twenty seven. Well, and I think that that thinking that that mother Marry at this high school had off. that that thinking is really the other side of the same coin of the Notre Dame mom of the of the leggings chick. Yeah. It's like this weird manipulation of what women shouldn't shouldn't do and what their role. It's just fuck. It's it's laughable. Because it's so insane, but it's, 
I mean, this is nothing. I'm not saying the obvious. Like, whoa, what a revealing podcast. Like, it's fucking dangerous and stupid. My mom is a prankster. Yeah. And one of the best pranks she ever pulled was, this is very funny, she's very involved in the church. And uh, she ended up, and she was known for her work with the Russian orphanages. My mom actually went to Russia on a trip, like a month-long trip, and went to Russia. When was this? Oh God! This is dec- like a decade ago. You know, so not lot- like during the 2016 presidential campaign. No, 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 no. Okay, no. This, All is, right. this is long before that. Okay, and she went to go work with the orphans, see the orphans that she and and one of the things that they were doing. Ooh, were look bringing, at the orphans! Aren't they? They small? were bringing yeah. orphans. They were bringing Russian orphans over to the United States and getting them foster homes and yeah. this kind of thing. So it was like you know, it was, a, it was a good, really good cause. Yeah. But she ended up she loved fucking with her pastor, <laughs> and so. And she had the reputation that, of course, my mother would have of being sort of a rogue agent, yeah. kind of going off the fucking reservation and doing whatever the fuck she wants. And so she calls me up and she says, okay, this is what I want you to do. Um, the pastor, uh, he knows that I've been working with this one specific group of orphans and they were trying to get them to come to Kansas um, and that, uh, you know, I've mentioned to him and she seeded this, this, none of this was true, but she had seeded that the, you know, there was a group of them that were coming to, uh, uh, Kansas. There was like 20 of them. They're coming with uh, a pastor from Russia yeah. and, and that they were flying in. And so what I had to do is I had to call the church <laughs> As if I were Russian, and I'm playing the Russian pastor. So I go into my, my very deep uh, Russian... Uh, Jesus loves you. Thing, yeah. yeah. And basically, I'm there to call him and say, because I have a Chicago number, that the layover was in Chicago, that I am in Chicago, Illinois, with 20 Russian orphans. <laughs> I'm supposed to be in Wichita, Kansas, but they will not let us on the plane because we're Russian, and someone needs to drive up from Wichita to get us there. So I do this whole thing, and I mean, to me, it's just kind of funny. And you're how old again? Oh, God. This, like I said, this is probably 10 or 12 years ago okay, so i was so still yeah you're like, like a I'm still proper in my 40s. adult yeah yeah, like, yeah. I'm 40 years old yeah. and so i sounded like the guy i mean <laughs> they're the whole apparently according to my mom the whole fucking church went completely ape shit that the whole office and they were trying to figure out how who was they were gonna rent a truck they you know they they were going nuts yeah and mom finally said you have to call them and let them know it was a joke i said i'm not calling them let them know it's a joke nope and she I said, this is your fucking joke. It's not my joke. Right. You know, and, and you know, she said, well, they're going to be mad at me anyway. Yeah. But they're not going to believe me if I tell them it's a joke. And sure enough, she called them and said, it's all a joke. They did not believe her because I had so thoroughly convinced them that I was actually a Russian guy in Chicago wow. with a bunch of orphans. So I did have to call them. And they called and I was talking like I did. And then I went, okay, so uh, as you understand that this is not, I'm not Russian. <laughs> I'm Jackie's kid. Yeah. Oh, my God. This pastor was so fucking pissed. Yeah, see, there's a line. Yeah, that went that there's went over a the line. line. It, and got, that- it got out of control. So I was thinking, like, what can I do this year for April Fool's, like, on Katie? And I th- here, here's my immediate thoughts. Like, I come out as gay. That is crossing a line because yeah. her greatest fear is, well, she has two. One, that I, I, 
I, I come out as gay that she married a homosexual, you know, a class of She's homosexual. really worried. She, like she seriously is. worried that she you're dated homosexual. like two guys before me that ended up gay. So it's like a thing. And I guess because I, you know, because I openly admit to anybody who asks or doesn't that I would gladly dig up the bones of Gene Kelly and dry hump them till I wept. Who wouldn't? You know, right? Fucking, he's hot. It's Gene like, he's fucking right? Kelly, man. Yeah. So. I understand her fear, but whatever. Uh, her other fear is that I will kill, I will drown her. I like take her out on the boat and then like kill her and throw, you know, I'll, I'll Natalie Wood her. That's, and that was a fear Are you of her, serious? That was a, her fear was that she would be, you know, murdered on a boat and dumped in the sea long before she met me. So marrying a, bo- a boat guy, marrying into a boat family was probably not the smartest move. Now we've never Mar- killed anybody. Mar- marrying you a know. boat guy who really focuses on how his ass looks in pants Right, I you mean, might be gay. She's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? She's right to feel this way. She's right to feel this she way. She is yeah. right. Yeah, I uh, know. Now I'm a little worried about both of them. So, so I thought about that. And I'm like, no, that's not cool. I thought about getting up early and taking Harry, and I like hiding him somewhere. Like, like taking him to my mom's. <laughs> oh, you're a fucking dick. But oh, leaving, you're the worst. But like leaving his pajamas that she put yeah. in. Yeah. And then like when she wakes was, up, like I'll, he was abducted. Yeah. So like doing it at like four in the morning, getting into my mom's. Oh, and, you're the worst. And oh, I'm dude, like, don't that do would not do right, that because that wouldn't. You be will funny. be divorced. Yes. You're moving to Vegas right. by yourself because you're divorced, man. So then I thought, okay, let's stop going after her like greatest fears and what yeah. will break her fucking heart. Like it's April yeah. fool's day, you know, that's not, it's not up. supposed to be that fucking mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'm just spitballing here, you know, like I'm just, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, why don't I put cellophane over her toilet? So when she sits down in the morning to take a piss or a shit, it doesn't go anywhere, but back in from whence it came. But that's just unhealthy. Yeah, and not, 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 yeah. And not okay. that funny. Yeah, she's, that, she's not, she's not well. a morning person. Dude, this is not going to play well for you. It would be funnier, like, if she stood to pee, because then it doesn't go, like, right back up her asshole or vagina, you know? Like, I'm telling you, don't do it. Right, so I there. can't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I can't do that. So, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I if I just, did any of that shit to Dana, she's a small woman, but I would be dead. She'd snap my fucking neck like a fucking pencil. Yeah, you would be dead, but Katie would be on the phone to my dad with divorce papers in the mail the next day. Like, that would be... Oh, yeah, Dana's not going to divorce me. Yeah. She's going to put me in the fucking ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think, it, like, I'd rather be murdered than divorced, because murder's quick and eventually Oh, yeah, painless. I've been divorced twice. I think yeah. death is way better. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Which is a, which is another, t- <laughs> which is another topic. I don't know. We we can bookmark that and come back to it, uh, but it'd make a nice segue. Otherwise, we can keep talking about April Fool's Day because I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I don't know. I might just like, oh, it's snowing, which is believable because it's Chicago. Yeah. Um, well, it's going to snow in the next couple of days in Chicago. Yeah. So it's like uh, you're just kind of like it's stating that the obvious. That's not really an April Fool's joke. Um, I could right, do the ready? same thing with the dog that I thought about All doing right. with Harry, but Here, eh. here's here's what you're gonna do. Here's what you're gonna do. Okay? Here's okay. what you're gonna do. Okay. You are gonna get a pair of like disposable khakis. Just khakis that you know, they gotta be khakis though. Oh, I have so many khakis. Okay. So you're gonna get uh like a like a turkey baster kind of thing. 
Okay. Right? Yeah. And you're going to fill like, it. Like with... Harry's, like the baby booger sucker things? Because I've got yeah, one but, of those. But the biggest one you can find that'll okay. fit in your pocket. It's got to fit in yeah. your pocket. Yeah. Got it. Okay. okay. And you're going to fill it with fake blood. Does ketchup work as fake blood? Because I don't no, have time. No, 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 no. I don't no, have time no, no. to run out and get fake blood. No, I got to get fake get, blood. No, well, just get Cairo syrup and some red dye. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine. But what the fuck not is Cairo syrup? Fucking like uh, corn syrup, Cairo fucking syrup. Oh, you're, Jesus you're Christ! Doing, so, I don't do name brands with corn syrup. Sorry. Okay. It's a kind of it's a kind of syrup, Cairo syrup. Whatever. How, how much corn syrup do you get into that you know the name brands? I've made fake blood before, dipshit, and you use Cairo syrup. All it's right. got the right consistency, and okay. then you get red red food dye. Okay, put it in there, and then you put it in your pocket, and then like maybe maybe like scuff your face up a little bit. And scuff the pants up really good. Okay. Like roll around in the dirt or whatever. But you come home limping and like glazed. And she's like, are you okay? And you go, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I I was walking down the street in a cab, just turned the corner and fucking hit me. And so I think I'm okay. And around that time, you're going to pop that little uh, caro syrup and it's going to start bleeding out of your crotch. And you're not going to pretend like you even know what's going on. And she's going to see through your khakis. That's why it's got to be khakis. That you're bleeding out of your crotch after being hit by a taxi. Now that, that's funny. Here's the thing about that joke. (laughs) So up to the point where my crotch starts bleeding and the taxi cab hitting me. Yeah. That's almost exactly what happened or that is exactly what happened that one night when I came over to your house uh-huh. and got shit fucked on ride. There you go. And then rode my bike home, fell over my bike and scraped the shit yeah. out of myself. And I walked that's in all, all and she's like, what happened? So, I'm like, oh, uh, well, see, and that's what, that's the thing is that's why it's plausible because right, this is your, this, this is a pattern of behavior yeah. for you. Yeah, I'm due. And then, I'm due. And then when she sees that your crotch is bleeding, <laughs> she'll freak out for a moment. And then you can say April Fool's. And she'll laugh, but it will not be devastating to her. You weren't gay. You didn't pick killer in a boat. You didn't fucking abduct your child. Oh my god, that's the worst idea. I mean, is it abduction if heard. I just take him to his grandmother's house? It is the worst idea I've right? ever heard. But that's right. You got to start somewhere. And yeah. yes, there are bad ideas. That whole that's there are no really bad ideas. That's bullshit. Bad idea. Yes, of that's course the it is. worst idea I can imagine. So yeah, I can't I don't even know. think of anything worse than that idea. I don't know that she's down for any of that because she gets really concerned with stuff so i think it has to be like something as simple as you know uh, oh there's a (laughs) my my contact lens is lost in my eye can you help me you know something (laughs) i don't know that's not an april fool's joke dude that's just that's just dumb shit you know maybe you know how old are you david I'm almost 40 down almost maybe it's time maybe it's time to put away the april fool's jokes on your wife no do it to your dad do it to random strangers but don't do it to your wife <laughs> i could do the drunken the bloody crotch to random strangers that would be funny yeah there you go can you help me find my dog i think my dog was hit i was hit by a taxi my dog was oh, with me bleed God. yeah april fools punch have a nice day <laughs> enjoy your enjoy your work lunch Here's some fucking Reese's Pieces. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, maybe I just refocus the target. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I abduct somebody else's kid. There take it to, take it to not, my mom's house. Just not okay, Katie. There don't, you go. don't pick on Katie. It's not funny for Katie. There you go. You know, because there's trust issues you have in a, any marriage. Sure. You don't want to damage those trust issues. You right. Don't want to, you don't want to fuck that trust. Yeah, any any little bit of credit that I got from picking her tacos up at Big exactly. Star when I was out getting boners from the, <laughs> the yeah, girls and leggings in Wicker Park. Those are called guilt tacos. And they weren't. Honest to God, they those weren't. Those are she called was having shame a rough day. sauce. She was having guilt a rough tacos. day. Guilt tacos with shame sauce is what those were. Here's the truth. Here's the actual truth of that story. I was at Wicker. I went for a walk. I'm at Wicker Park. Lots of girls' butts, leggings, fine. I sat down. I was just checking some email and just thinking about the day and whatever, like relaxing. And I was thinking, Katie's having a really stressful day right now. She's. I can tell she's grumpy from just being a mom and having a dog that won't potty train. Uh, and she's like hungry, grumpy. What can I do to make her feel better? I'm going to bring her some tacos. It's lunchtime-ish. So it was... They weren't guilt tacos. They were honest to God, good husband, good husband. They were thoughtful, thinking about your wife tacos. That's what they yeah, were. Yeah, but you balance you balance that bag of tacos on your hard dick. Looking That's at true. Other women. Yes, okay. that is true. That All is right. true. Um, yeah, I did deliver them on a on a a board stiff wanker. That is true. Okay, there you go. It's yeah. like holding up a towel. That's that's, that's good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My, my my skin towel rack. Yeah. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. We're gonna do six things, but yeah. I just want to before we before we get into six things, I just want to make the comment. Unless this is one of your six things, is that tomorrow night, Bug House Haymarket Pub and Brewery. It's a full lineup. It's a great show. It's ten dollars. Seven o'clock. Get your ass out there to see Bug House. Our topic, yeah, this was. I've, I've got a half of my six things, so that we're okay. But yeah, uh, Bug House at, at Haymarket Pub and Brewery. Uh, we've got is who's the better clown, Krusty or yeah, Bozo? Or Bozo? Uh, oh God, what are the other topics? Totally MAGA hats. Are, are, are MAGA hats racist or just a statement of opinion? Yeah. And that, oh, our hipsters, hipsters, are they hip or are they square? Or square, yeah. Yeah. Uh, These are your topics, and I know, I know them better I, than you do. I know. But like I was telling you, I've, I'm only on, I'm on two hours I of sleep I cannot today. wait to hear the show. I can't wait to hear the fucking train wreck this show's going to be. Uh, and here's the thing. When, it, when the train does wreck, my father will be there to represent all of the victims of the train. Oh my God. Oh my God. And send Six Harry things. to summer camp. All right. So my first Six thing, things. my first thing, uh, this week is a watch. Uh, it's, it's a Netflix show. It's a Ricky Gervais created, directed, written, starred. Uh, it's called afterlife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's hard not to be a fan of Ricky Gervais. I think that that's a litmus test for friendship. If I see that, if you don't like, Ricky Gervais in at least something he's done and seen the sheer brilliance in at least something he's done we can't be friends I feel similar about Russell Brand uh, agreed you yep. know yep. yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah this show it's it's I don't want to call it a dark comedy because it's not like it's not gallows humor but it's it's sad it's blue comedy not blue because it's not dick jokes um, I, what are it's melancholy comedy. It's it's, it's, it's British. Yeah, it's British comedy without the goofy. It's but not I'll, goofy. I British will say comedy. this: that I laughed, and in every episode, there's like six or seven episodes. It's short, and they're all you know 30, 35 minutes. And in each one, I cried. 
Like it's it's really touching. I'm it sold. Is, I'm gonna watch it. Really, it's so it's so great. So Afterlife yeah, on Netflix. All right, um, my first uh, of my things is uh, April. April, Ooh. we're leading up. Avengers yeah. Endgame is coming. Avengers Endgame is coming. Oh, I thought you were going and, somewhere else with this. Okay. Yep, I know. The Avengers Endgame is okay. coming. And what I'm going to encourage people to read is uh, a graphic novel, which is a compilation of 24 episodes called The Ultimates. Uh-huh. It is by Mark Millar and Brian Hitch. This was the comic that actually started the MCU the way it is. And I'll be more specific. The Ultimates... When they were when they were drawing it, when they were writing it, they made the decision then in that comic book, a good decade before the movies started, to cast Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Really, they drew they drew Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury in the comic. Because I and I should know this, but I thought that they, uh, you know, they they retconned. Nick Fury in the comic no, because no, no. of Iron no, Man. No, no, no. No, 10 years before they even cast him, these guys cast them in their comic. Mark Millar said, this is Brian Hitch. This is it. They made Steve Buscemi, Bruce Banner. They made uh, Matthew McConaughey, Captain America. You know, I mean, this was sort of the direction they were going. Yeah. Is that they kind of made, and, and the thing about it is, it is not the stories, because quite frankly, in one episode, there's a giant super scroll, and the Hulk actually fucking eats him. I mean, he fucking eats him. And then the next thing you see is Bruce Banner in a containment field, like in a thing, and they're pulling out his stool to sure. put the scroll back together. I mean, so there's yeah. and there and there's whole through line of of the Hulk destroying New York because he's jealous because Betty Ross is dating Freddie Prince Jr. I mean, this is the kind of shit that's going on. It's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. And if you're going to watch, if you're excited about Endgame, this is sort of a nice, like, oh, I didn't even have any idea how fucking weird this shit really was before they started making the movies. Now, the Ultimates. Th- there's a couple volumes to The Ultimates, though. So if you're going to read it, like, if, like buy it on Amazon. First, like, Yeah, yeah. Just get the first, uh, The Ultimates. Okay. It's, twi- it's okay. I mean, The thing about it is, if you want to read the rest of them, by all means. But you got to start there, because that's the one with George Bush in it. It's Nick Fury putting the Avengers together together it's the it's all of that i mean it's like thor is not a so much a god as they have to iron man and uh and uh as tony stark and and captain america have Mm -hmm. to go meet uh meet this guy who's sort of like this uh burning man environmentalist (laughs) and that's all right yeah they got it's a lot of fun it's it's a ton of fun um and uh one of the best one of the best scenes in it takes place in chicago in the Red Lion Pub. Really? On, yeah, on Clark Street. It is when Hank Pym, who is Giant Man and Ant-Man, Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. has brutally beaten up his wife, the Wasp. Really? I mean, oh yeah, he's a shit ass. Yeah, I miss this one. And, Shame on and, me, but yeah. And, and Captain America, Steve Rogers, goes to defend her honor and just beats the living shit out of Giant Man in the like in and around the Red Lion Pub in Chicago, it's so much fun. Okay, I'm gonna do the it. Ultimates. I'm gonna. All yeah, right. I, I feel weird that I should have read it, but I haven't. So that's yeah. yeah All right. Great. Uh, so my second thing to do, it's a watch, 
And it's a repeat from, I think, last week's show, something you said, you suggested. Yeah. Uh, a, another Netflix series. Uh, and I, I repeat it because I just feel like we have... And this is probably the first time that we've... Repeated one, like, yeah. D- it's just so fucking good. Watch uh, Death, Love, and Robots. L- love, Death, Sorry, and Robots. Sorry, Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah. There are, what, 18? 16 episodes and they're like between uh, six and 17 minutes long you know um animated animated shorts um i i I mean the day the yogurt took over the day the yogurt took over was adorable it did Uh, just the fucking funniest thing three robots was hilarious Yeah, Uh, yeah yeah The first, the first one, which I can't remember what it's called, but the first. Well, the thing, this is the thing for you to know is they've got an algorithm, so nobody used what you saw as the first one was not what anybody else saw as the first one. Shut up. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. What was the first one you saw? The first one I saw was I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically about the the cage fighter. Yeah, that's the what I saw. Cage fighter. Yeah. Okay, all right. Where she's the well, monster the, and. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, don't give it away, dumbass. Well, that's, like, that's the opening scene. Sort of. Yeah, okay. no, that's the opening scene where, she, like, it's it's she, in the future and these people, in, like, they plug into a monster. monster. Yeah, okay. They plug into a monster. But, yeah. All right, so that was the first, but, but apparently there's an algorithm that, that uh, on Netflix that it, that no it just way. mixes them up. Yeah, I don't oh know. Oh, my God. See, that's even cooler. Exactly, but, oh right. My, that's super I, I'm fun. just, I'm watching these, and they're, so, a lot of them are gory, they're, oh, yeah. they're violent they're they're like it's it's just some of the things might be disturbing but it is lots of tits fun. not enough dick oh there's but there's a good share of I mean, dick there's, there, there's some dick in there I'd but say not the, as much I'd as say there's the, tits the dick to tits is like a it's a one out of every three well I, no I was, one let, dick let's for see. every three sets of tits okay I, yeah it, I'll give you that I think I think they need to even it out I agree with you. Even it was funny because I was watching some of it with Katie, and she's like, "Why are there so many tits and not enough dick?" And then it was like one of those, the episodes where it was like, "Cock, just cock." I am uh, so feminist, but oh my I think god, I'm dude! T-shirt. It was such a fu- I, I, I just wow. It's been a long time since I've watched something, and I like a lot of things, but this thing—it's great. It yeah, fucking it's moved phenomenal. Me. It fucking phenomenal. moved me. So All right. yeah. My number two is a listen. Um, one of the things that I've noticed, and uh, one of your Facebook fucking friends re- reminded me of this, is that we really don't, as a nation of, of of Americans, know a whole lot about our fucking history. We just don't know our history. And that's one of the reasons why we're freaking out about Donald Trump. It's one of the reasons why, instead of persuading anybody, we're, we're just in this politics of denunciation, this kind of thing. This is what I want everybody to do. I want you to find the American History Tellers podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. The American History Tellers podcast. You okay. don't know about enough about our fucking country's history. In order to be a part of a, a forward progressive solution to any of it, you need to know more. This is entertaining. It's substantive. It's not done by Oliver Stone, so you don't have to worry about it being <laughs> conspiracy. It's uh. good. American History Tellers podcast is excellent. Okay, cool. Uh, and then my last thing to do was, uh, yeah, attend Bug House, Chicago Bug House, number 20. Right, number 20? Yeah. Number 20. Yeah, number 20. Um, 
7 o'clock, Haymarket Pub and Brewery in the West Loop, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, the other thing, uh, and this is strictly for Chicagoans, uh, is vote on yeah. Tuesday. Uh, we've got a mayoral election and treasurer and a few other runoff things. Who gives a fuck? But vote. Uh, yeah, do that. And that's that. And my final thing is, uh, and here's the thing, Brian Sweeney consistently has liked it less and less and less as time has gone on. <laughs> I, on the other hand, have liked it more and more and more as I've thought and thought through it. Um, it is not uh, the best horror film I've ever seen. It is not the most, it's not a masterpiece. It's not brilliant beyond words, but us is fucking good. It is a good movie. No. I think you're alone, and I haven't seen it yet, but I want to because yeah. it's been... I really liked it. Because I, I liked it. Between I didn't you like and it Sweeney, when I watched it. I trust... You, it in, you yeah. guys are like my... Yeah. My my North and South Pole. Like, if Sweeney liked it and, and like... Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. But... He's really I've not read a lot it. of reviews, and I've listened to some, some reviews, and... It sounds like it comes apart in it. Maybe, maybe I need to go see Here's it and then the we thing. talk about the, it on the, on yeah, a show. The, 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 this is the thing that I will say, and I understand, but the, the thing about it is, is we live in an age where if we don't fully explain the macabre, we don't explain how it happened, then uh, somehow we feel cheated. Honest to God... Everything in this movie, from the direction to the acting, god damn it, um, it is really remarkably good. Where it falls apart is where he tries to explain why it's happening. And I'm convinced if he had never bothered to tell us who the untethered were, mm. if he never bothered to tell us who those people were and just let us go, because I really liked, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you haven't seen it, but... In the beginning, like in the first two-thirds of the film, my brain was saying, oh, my God, these are people that are coming just out of the shadows. Yeah. There's no explanation for why they're there, but they are malevolent. They're shadow people, and they're fucking up the real people. They're trying to replace them. That's interesting. As soon as they explain where they came from, it became less interesting to me. And okay. I think that's what Brian is dealing with, is that the explanation isn't a good one. Mm, okay. Up okay. to that point, it's spectacular. And I will go one step further. It's not like AI. Okay. Which, if you recall, oh, AI, like, it was yeah. Steven Spielberg making the, uh, the, the Kubrick film for him after he died. The first two-thirds, I think AI, if you just lopped off the last third of the movie, it's brilliant. But with the last third of the movie, it's pretty rough. I do not think the same thing is with us. I don't think that the explanation destroys the film. I think it makes it more complicated and easier to pick apart. Mm -hmm. And I think without the explanation, and I and I, I, I am writing a piece right now about the greatest horror films. Like you don't know what you can you can find out all kinds of stuff about uh, Jason Voorhees, right, and Michael Myers, but you really don't know why they are what they are, right. And right. that's what makes them scary, is that there's still there's no right. Easy you don't like to, you don't like to know who the monster is. You what, what was I, the movie where? Oh, it was um, 
Bird, bird, bird box. box. That's what you really I, liked about it. Yeah. The thing is, if you open it up for me and you don't over explain it to me, you allow me to go places I would not have ordinarily gone and make interpretations where I want to make them. And that's art. It's, it's that's almost scary about art. And, and quite frankly, I think, uh, I think, uh, us, the explanation is wanting, but the film itself is absolutely worth seeing. Okay. And that's the show. That's it. So we'll see you at Bug House in Chicago. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. Mm-hmm.